Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Car Bettis. He's the chairman of AudioEye. Good morning, Car. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, good thank you. So, so Car, for those that aren't familiar with AudioEye, can you just give us a quick overview of what the company does? So in order to understand what the company does, let's first of all tell you our mission. We want to eradicate every barrier to digital access. And uh, you know, most people don't realize the magnitude of the problem that we are trying to address. Uh, the bottom line is the Internet is broken for individuals with disability. There's uh, you know, a billion people or about 5% of the world's population that are living with a disability. And one in four U.S. adults have a disability that affects their ability to really fully get access to all the digital content. Uh, commercial tools, you know, Apple VoiceOver, some of these things have improved overall experiences for individuals with disabilities, but, uh, but that has not fixed the problems. Uh, there are significant problems that are unaddressed and can only be addressed by the publisher of the content. So if you're hosting a website, if you have a small business or you're a bank, the only way to really ensure that there's digital access is by, by making it accessible from your side when you deliver that content. And so we come in uh, as the, the best uh, solution. We, we bring technology to bear to the solution. And, uh, and you know, we want to, our goal is to eradicate this barrier with, you know, the, the, the 1.6 billion websites that are out there, 250,000 new ones coming on every day uh, that need to be addressed. Okay. So I know the American Disability Association has required things for uh, for people, uh, you know, for businesses in terms of brick-and-mortar locations. Is, is this something required for the Internet? It is now, you know, unambiguously required. The DOJ back in March sort of, you know, re-emphasized re, re this point that the American Disabilities Act applies. The Supreme Court has dealt with the issue. The American Disabilities Act, of course, as you suggest, has been around for brick-and-mortar. And, and uh, you know, it's sort of an interesting corollary we sometimes say we're the ramps and rails uh, of the American Disabilities Act as it pertains to the Internet. But yes, if you have web content and you're hosting a website, you must make sure that it complies. And uh, there's been significant legal action around this over the last several years. Uh, the courts have been continuing to make it clear that, uh, that you, know, you need to comply with standards. There are international standards that are used and typically applied here. It's the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, and those standards are used to determine whether a website is compliant. Again, only about 3% of the world's websites today are fully accessible, and so it's, you know, we're barely scratching the surface of what needs to be done to ensure accessibility, uh, you know, happens for, for users, including those covered by the American Disabilities Act in the U.S. Okay. Now, are there a lot of uh, people addressing this? What's the competitive landscape look like, and how do you fit in? You know, as there's been increased attention to this issue, there's been increased people interested in providing solutions. The, the history is that um, the industry was typically served for the last 20 years by consultants. Their approach was to say, look, we want you to fix your web accessibility problems by going to the source code and making changes to the source code to ensure that when a, you know, someone, for example, who has a vision disability, an individual with a disability that, that has low vision or blindness comes to a website and tries to use their consumer tools like a screen reader to 
to make sure that it works, they would say we need to do certain things to make sure it works. And let's consult with you, teach you how to fix your code, uh, and then uh, that would enable the site to be accessible. Uh, of course, then that has to be maintained, has to be continued training. You know, there's all kinds of issues that come. And after after 20 years of those consultants being around, very little progress, you know, has truly been made, right? So um, that's where we come in. AudioWise says we have an answer. That answer is we will largely fix your problems through a JavaScript that is embedded in your website, uh, and that that will enable individuals with disability when they interact with your website to have their issues addressed so that you can have a full accessibility. AudioWise solution uh, is a hybrid solution. We believe that is the right way. We can get you, you know, 65, 75, 80%, and sometimes more day one towards getting fully compliant and accessible. And then we have a range of services available if you'd like to take the additional steps to ensure that you really get where you, you know, get the full, we call full compliance or with full accessibility standards. So we, we know the solution to the world's problems of digital accessibility and Internet accessibility is not going to be solved by consultants, you know, taking, you know, enormous number of hours, man hours to, you know, we, I think we estimate something like 80, you know, half the websites would take 83.5 billion hours to achieve the goal of accessibility. And then that's to fix them sort of manually and go through and do this. Just simply not possible and not scalable. And we offer a solution that, you know, really dramatically affects the scalability and feasibility of this and the cost effectiveness of being able to address the problem. Okay. And then how big of a problem is it, your addressable market? Uh, you mean how big is the addressable market? Yes. Well, you know, if we, we think if you, you eradicated and you did sort of the estimates we have to eradicate the issues of digital accessibility in sort of a one time, not to, not, to, not to even address the issues that are continual because websites change all the time, you know, you're, you're talking $4 trillion just to, uh, to get through, you know, all the manual hours necessary to go out and sort of to fix this. And, and that, that's a, these are big time problems, right? Okay. So, so it's a massive market that needs to be addressed. Again, we have an all, we offer a cost-effective solution, which lowers the cost of being able to, you know, achieve accessibility. Now, now your solution is is it automated or does it take a, a lot of uh, labor-intensive hours? So, look, the the starting point in any process is to identify what's wrong, right? So, we have what we believe is the most robust set of tools available to assess the, the issues of accessibility. We have 400 tests. We automatically apply up to 70 you know, fixes to significant problems that we can fix on the fly. We can fix them immediately when you become a client. Uh, and those are a significant number of issues. There's typically going to be some remaining issues that require the involvement of our, you know, some you know, experts on our team. We have a long, large team of experts who are you know, certified experts to help address the residual issues that we can address typically right through the technology that we deploy for our clients. Um, so, you know, it's, it's significantly enhanced by our technology. We're technology-led, we're product-led. We've made significant investment in the technology. We would argue we've made more investment in the technology than anybody who's tried to enter the industry at all. You know, our, you know, our CEO is adamant about and has been at about making sure the technology is the gold standard. And, you know, from the point of identification all the way through 
to the point of deploying the technology for our clients. Uh, that's our focus of doing it uh, efficiently, cost-effectively, and being able to scale it across, you know, across the, the, the internet, uh, which has again, you know, hardly been addressed at all in terms of the scope and scale that needs to be addressed. So in terms of you guys scaling, do I look at it as you have a certain capacity or what type of ability do you have to scale if everybody overnight decides they want to solve this? Or we have are, to solve for we them? Believe, we, we believe we're in the best position to, to do the scale, to meet the scale and to meet the demand. Um, the chances of you know every website in the world tomorrow morning waking up and saying we're we're going to address this issue would seem to be remote. So certainly, uh, we believe we, we're, we're in a really good position to meet the demand that uh, that is that is coming in this industry, and we have the ability to scale because you know, we're really leading with our technology. So we don't have an issue tomorrow morning. You know, we have to turn on thousands or hundreds of thousands of clients. We certainly are capable of doing that. Okay. And is anything proprietary, or is it just know-how? Yeah, there's certainly proprietary aspects to what we what we do. We have some, we have a patent portfolio that we think is important in terms of the approach and the way in which we attack the issue. Uh, we care about those a lot. We believe we do have proprietary tools that that are you know paramount and important and foundational to be able to do it you know in the in the cost effective and way that we address compliance solutions with our technology. Um, but know-how is very important as well. There's no doubt about it. Um, you do have to have the domain knowledge and expertise in order to be able to really handle the issues that come up with accessibility. Okay. And, and now, who are your customers? They range from some of the you know, largest enterprises in the world um, to the small SMBs that are on a number of different types of platforms um, that serve the, you know, the small and medium businesses. So we, we have a, and they include government agencies as well. Again, any publisher of a website is a potential target customer for AudioWide. And how are you reaching them? What, what marketing channel? So we have, we have you know, direct right from our website. You can self-serve. Go out and find um, AudioWide.com. Bring in your URL, URL, and you'll immediately begin to engage with our technology and our solution. That's one way. A second way is we have a you know, really uh, deep expertise enterprise sales team that works with what I would say the larger enterprises where they have different levels of complexity typically than you would find in smaller enterprises, especially if they are doing a transactional-based large enterprise or have a lot of activity that require a lot of users at their website, you know, websites. So we have a large enterprise sales team to address the, the larger enterprises. And then we have you know, what are essentially agencies or resellers or platforms that we partner with where they offer to their end-use customers, typically SMBs, the ability to access our accessibility solution through their own platform or through, uh, you know, through them as our, as our agency uh, representative. Okay. Are you using VARs or any partners? We certainly have uh, we certainly have partners, right? And some of those well-known ones would be, you know, Dealer.com is, a, is an important partner of ours that serves you know, many of the auto dealers in, in the U.S. Uh, they they would be a they'd be a partner. You go to them and you want accessibility, 
then uh, you will be getting the AudioI solution via that channel with them. And we have numerous other partners across different industry verticals. Okay. Now, I've seen you've made acquisitions in the past. Is, is that something on, on the table, and do you have all the pieces that you need at this time? Yeah, we're always going to be interested in businesses that we believe will be accretive in our effort to continue to grow and meet our mission. We've had, you know, really a really interesting and important acquisition we made recently. Uh, the Bureau of Internet Accessibility has been around a long time serving customers by providing audits on accessibility audits, et cetera, and we believe with their client base we have the ability to expand the offering of services to them and also at the same time take advantage of their deep expertise and experience in being able to offer a range of solutions to our customers who might want some customized additional solutions beyond the technology that we deploy or additional, you know, additional um, you know, expertise and audits, for example, to audit their site. And if we go at the companies who have used, and we, we did a sample, I think, of 55 you know, sites recently that were, that were um, you know, worked on and consulted by consultants to help these sites become accessible. And we found in you know, 42 of those cases really critical basic errors on those sites. So you know that you, you you do this and you learn this by auditing those sites and seeing whether they really meet the standards. And uh, one of the really good things about you know some of the acquisitions like the BOI acquisition, we just continue to add to the depth and breadth of our expertise and the ability to serve more clients with a broad range of services. Okay, so so you're doing a nice thing, but how do we make money? What's the revenue model look like? Well, the really, the really excellent thing is that you'll see with the significant investment in technology that's been made over the last couple of years, uh, we really, really worked hard on the technology-led approach driven by our current CEO, who's also our largest shareholder. We've ex continued to expand margins up to around you know, 75%. We've had 25 straight quarters of re record revenue growth. Um, and, you know, that, there were, we ended uh, the first quarter of 20. 22 with 28.1 million in annual recurring revenue. Uh, again, with 25 straight quarters of record revenue growth. So we're, we're, we're on the path here to continue to grow. We've got high margins. We've got cash on the balance sheet. We've indicated and expect to be you know, approaching uh, operating cash flow positive uh, in the fourth quarter, by the fourth quarter. Uh, so we are, you know, we believe we're executing uh, very well. Can you give me an idea what high margins are? You know, in this sort of space, the SaaS space, space, we think the we think that seventy five percent you know range that we're in is a very good you know very good place to be. Not that there's not some room. I think there's still some room uh, there to to increase those margins over time for sure. But uh, you know, we're very comfortable with the sort of margin profile we have today. And and what's the the biggest gating factor for stepping on the gas faster? You know, we've, we've certainly invested in different, uh, different ways to step on the gas over the past year, and, you know, we learned a lot from those processes. I think I really believe that the market is expanding, and as the market expands, you know, we will expand. We expect, we, we, don't, see any, we don't see any scenario where we're not growing. We do expect to grow uh, and continue to grow. We're, we're, we're indicating that as each quarter comes along, we're, we're forecasting growth for the next successive quarter. But, uh, but, you know, growing at, you know, faster rates will also depend on just the market's awareness and growing awareness and acceptance of the need 
to become accessible. Again, the market's still in an early inning, right? People are, many, many people even today who are probably hearing this podcast may not have even been aware that there was a problem with the internet. That's also true of many corporate counsels and CEOs. You would think that they would all know, but many simply do not know. And as the word gets out and as there's more regulatory uh, teeth and as there's more litigation action, uh, awareness grows. And as awareness grows, then we are standing there ready to deploy the most you know, cost-effective and best solution available and do it quickly and at scale. So I imagine awareness is just one of the key drivers. Are there other drivers that you can point to? Yeah, you know, we've, we've done some really, we think, really exceptional research. Uh, we've taken this issue very, very seriously. And people interested in the issue have really encouraged them to go to our website to read our to read our white white paper, but we've done a lot of survey work as well in 2021 in particular. You know, people who were aware of the issue, 70% of the respondents in our survey indicated that cost was an issue, right, as a top concern for making the website accessible. Uh, so, so we you know again we we help address that issue by making it cost effective and affordable for sites. You know, we're talking, you know, go to our site and start signing up for many users. You're going to be, you know, 50 bucks a month, right, or $49.99 or 50 bucks a month to uh, start that process of, of being accessible. So we're making it very cost-effective. The cost has been an issue that we know people are concerned about when they get awareness of it. Again, we're stepping in to, to address that issue directly and make it, you know, significantly more cost-affordable for them. So your, your revenue model has a recurring revenue component? Uh, yes, it does. So again, our recurring revenue at the end of the first quarter was uh, you know, $28.1 million for recurring revenue. So most, almost all of our revenue is, in fact, recurring. Oh, very good. Uh, so you might have answered this, but uh, for some reason I'm blanking. In, in terms of the competitive landscape where you fit in, are, would, are you the largest or one of the largest, or, or where do you fit in? Yeah, we're certainly amongst those that are technology-led. We're both the innovators and we are the largest by far. Um, there have been consultants around who have you know, businesses of various size. They're private companies that we don't have a, all the details on, but, but you know, they may also be of similar size in terms of revenue, but these, again, are very different business model. Uh, they're consulting-type firms that have been around for many, many years, much longer than us in many cases. But in terms of technology-led, product-led uh, answers, to the problem, we are by far the biggest, and uh, and you know again we believe we set the standard, and we you know we we sit in the middle between the consultants and those who are offering solutions that they say are completely some people have said completely solvable is just using a technology solution that is again we believe nowhere near as robust. No one's made the investment that we have in the tech and understood it as long as well as we do. Um, so we believe that there are you know what are called lower end you know, providers or fringe providers who just simply don't um, get our get their clients in the place that we believe they should be and need to be uh, by using a solution like ours. Okay. And as we monitor the company, um, are there any upcoming events or, or catalysts that we should watch for over the next year? Uh, you know, I think it's just us continuing to execute. Um, we feel really good about, again, the investment we've made in the technology, understanding of the marketplace, our ability to deliver you know, with, with really strong margins, and our ability to continue to grow. Um, and uh, you know, those, those things bode really well for you know, a SaaS-based business, right? 
Okay. So before we go, is there anything you want to leave us with or anything I failed to ask you about? No, I, I think the awareness of this issue uh, is really, really important, and having conversations like this is important to sort of inform the marketplace more broadly about the issue, about the market opportunity that's there, and, uh, and, 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 and why we believe that we can really meet our mission of eradicating all barriers to digital access and, and be the right solution to do that as the market expands. So I appreciate having the opportunity. We appreciate having the opportunity to talk to you about it. Well, Carr, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it as well. Thanks a lot.